all the work you do that people don't see leads to all the work that people do see. Hey, my name is Jacqueline. This is The Digital Dive, a podcast that's a conversation about technology. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about going to Congress with YouTube to talk all about artificial intelligence and the creator economy. Then we're going to talk about what's upcoming with Apple's event on October 30th and how much Google pays every year to be the default search engine. The number is wild. So this week, it's going to be a solo episode. Really sad not to have Darsh here, but this is a cool episode because I just experienced one of the biggest career highlights in my entire life. And it's all because of you and for you. And I'm really excited about the future opportunities and experiences that are hopeful to come. But this was definitely one of the biggest days of my career thus far. And I want to give you the behind the scenes about it because I feel like social media is often just the highlight reel the post from the event, but none of the context. And so this episode is going to be the context. If you were just interested in like the tech news then skip to the latter half, but I want to talk about this because it's pretty wild. And, and when I started nothing but tech at 13, I never would have even conceptualized or dreamed that this would be possible. It would not even have been on my radar. So like three weeks ago, YouTube's marketing reputation team reached out to me and they said, Hey, we're going to Congress in a few weeks. We want someone that can break down technology to people that are not tech enthusiasts and also discuss the creator economy and how AI and artificial intelligence is affecting video creation, growing up business online, et cetera. Would you want to come? I saw this email immediately freak out. And at the time I was actually in Ithaca at Cornell guest lecturing around YouTube and the creator economy and storytelling and tech. So it was like just surreal after surreal after surreal event. It was pretty incredible and all genuinely because of you. Like if you follow the MBT YouTube channel, that's the second thing that I do outside of the podcast. You are partially the reason why this is happening. I just want to say I'm so incredibly grateful and I appreciate you so much. And every single second of the day, it is not lost to me how much of a blessing every single thing is. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So this happens. I read through the email. I'm like, dude, speak in my love language, talking about technology and making YouTube videos. I've wanted to be a YouTuber since I was like eight. So it just felt incredibly full circle. Getting a call with their team that's on Capitol Hill to kind of talk about best practices while at the US Congress and the White House, because I have never been to either. And I have like a level of like innocence and naivete around it. Like I just wanted to be authentic about my experience, but I wouldn't know like what to say or what not to say in terms of like what is allowed in a congressional room. So their team was absolutely phenomenal every step of the way. Just really, really great people and brilliant. And the actual event was me and the head of government policy at YouTube and a product manager and the head of music policy, the four of us just like tackling this topic, which was incredibly surreal. So the morning was us in a fireside chat talking all around like artificial intelligence, basically how I currently use AI to make the videos. So for example, a use case would be, I used to have to hand write out every single caption on a video word for word, because I found on short form content that would make it significantly more engaging and lead to higher retention, which that made the video do better. But it was like very time consuming to do. And I am willing to put in the work to make something better. Like the feeling of being at the brink of like knowing that you cannot do anymore and you're giving it your all is like one of my favorite feelings in the world, but also like not having to do that for captions and leads to getting that time back to devote to other things. So now there's AI that literally does it in seconds. It's instantaneous. The other use case of AI that I think we're going to see is this deep fake technology to translate what you're saying into another language instantaneously and fake your lip movement to that language, which is absolutely wild. Um, I'll link an example in the show notes of that if you want to see it. And so that's like the really optimistic side of it. And I think with tech, there's always a way to be incredibly optimistic. And then the other side, terrified. And I think both are really important to explore because we don't want to be in a situation where we ignore 
the bad things and then have not regulated and then have things get out of hand. And so I talked a lot about that when I was there. I also talked about the good things, like the things I'm excited about with the creator economy, because I think for you and me, we're so in the tech world every day that we feel like everyone knows it, but most people don't. And so bringing it back to like that baseline level of education, like here's the cool things that I really enjoy. Here's some things I'm thinking about is really important. And then similarly, I actually learned a lot from the chief of staff and Congress people in the room because they were asking questions that I wouldn't ask in the tech sphere. And it made me think about things in a different way. Like, for example, can creators opt out of having this auto transcribe feature when it launches? I think that is a really important question and not something I would have initially considered and definitely something that YouTube is going to have to explore. And also, I'm a huge fan of like YouTube as a media company. I think that they make a lot of great moves. Obviously, no company is perfect, but they just enable hundreds of thousands of people to live out their dream and have jobs and build media companies. And so being there was an absolute honor of a lifetime. So that was a morning event. Then we went to the House of Representatives and we met with a lot of people to talk more about AI and the creator economy. Then I went to the White House and the First Lady had an event, which was crazy. And then that night was the Washington AI Forum where we talked more about AI. That's like event for top tier individuals in Washington to learn more about artificial intelligence. And overall, it was just like a pretty incredible day. 9 a.m. to 12 a.m. type of day that just made me so excited and energized about the future of building a media company for people that are interested in technology. Honestly, I'm just so in love with talking about it and making things about it. And this is just a reminder. And it made me think about the quote of like, all the work you do that people don't see leads to all the work that people do see. And so like working the late nights on the videos enabled these opportunities that people do see, but no one sees the midnight edit. Or the other quote that I really like is the magic is in the work that you're avoiding. I think oftentimes things feel really, really hard. So we don't do them and then we don't get the result. And if we just push a little bit past the point where we want to stop, oftentimes that leads to exponential rewards. So that was my Congress trip. Thank you to YouTube, to Congress for having me, to you guys for making it all possible. And I'm just so excited about everything that's to come. Hopefully that is an interesting behind the scenes. You guys can let me know. Be brutally honest, please, if this is interesting, at Digital Dive Pod on Twitter. We're also always trying to make this podcast better and the show better. So any and all feedback is very much appreciated. And now let's talk about two tech stories that are very interesting to me this week. Okay, story number one, the Apple event on October 30th. What we can expect. They're calling it a scary fast event. I think it's going to be processor related. It is a virtual online event. And if I had to guess, I think it's going to be MacBooks and an iMac. We'll probably see the introduction of the M3 chip. We obviously have M2 right now. That's Apple's custom silicon. It is already so incredibly quick, but I think M3 will be even more efficient. And and we'll probably see that in the bigger MacBook Pros and then a new M3 powered iMac, which is exciting because we haven't seen an update to that in a little while. I don't think we're going to see the 32 inch iMac until next year. Some people are saying we're going to see it, but I feel like that will be later in the year. Time will tell. But the M3 chip is reportedly rumored to have eight core CPUs and 10 core GPUs. And TSMC has said that the three nanometer process could lead to a 15% speed boost with 30% power savings, which is actually really significant because I feel like for a laptop, one of the things that matters the most is power efficiency. So the battery life lasts longer. And that will really show itself in obviously light tasks like web browsing, but much more severe, intense tasks like video editing. I actually just made a short recently on YouTube and on Instagram showing three cool new macOS features. And it just makes me so excited to see all the software improvements that are happening in macOS then be paired with hardware improvements that make it faster and more efficient. So really excited for this Apple event. I think that we also could see a potential 
13-inch MacBook Pro or new MacBook Air, but but that seems a little bit less likely. There's also a rumor about iPads, but I think we'll see. I I feel like Apple recently has been staggering their events to have tech at different points. So like they'll do an iPad event later than the Mac event. So they kind of get in the news cycle multiple times. And since they just launched that new Apple Pencil last week, I think it's a little bit less likely that we'll see a new iPad, but possible. So if I had to be a betting person, I would say M3 and iMac update, and then potentially also the MacBook Pro update and a new iPad update. Something that is confirmed is this Google News. They spent in 2021, $26.3 billion to be the default search engine everywhere. And that is just crazy to me. There's an antitrust lawsuit going on right now between the US and Google. And a huge part of it is like the power of defaults. The fact that Google is like the go-to on so many different platforms. And the fact that they pay so much to be the default search engine then can allow them to have distribution deals with advertisers and Honestly, the access to inform the public about different things like what they prioritize in search results directly impacts what people know about the world. So it is a big, big undertaking for sure. And in Alphabet's recent earnings report, that's the parent company of Google, they reported that Google search and that business brought in about $44 billion over the last three months and about $165 billion in the last year. Um, its entire ad business with YouTube ads is about $90 billion in profit, which is just an absolute staggering number. And that means that Google is giving about 16% of its own search revenue and about 29% of its profit to those distribution deals, which in the grand scheme of things doesn't actually feel that significant because access to people and eyeballs is actually the most important metric with these types of ad deals. Most of the money is going to Apple because Google is the default on Safari, especially on mobile and phones. That is a huge undertaking. And my question, something that I'm thinking about a lot is why Apple hasn't developed their own search engine like Google. And I think maybe it's from a brand credibility standpoint, like it would be off brand if Apple had an ad business, I think in that same way, their business is much more productized services and products, but it is an interesting thought to explore. And then the other interesting thought to explore is if Apple were to create a hotel, like if I said to you, Apple just created a hotel, visually in your mind, you could probably immediately think about what that type of hotel would look like. But if you were like, Samsung created a hotel. I think it'd be a little bit harder to know what it looks like or other companies that don't have as distinctive a brand. I remember I saw that on Twitter once and it resonated immediately. And so I think because they have such this visceral brand identity that we all kind of know, it would be less on brand for them to create a ad-based search engine. But there does seem to be a huge opportunity here and they make so much money from Google's partnership with them that it is an interesting thing to explore, especially as ChatGPT becomes more in the mix and OpenAI becomes a bigger and bigger company with Johnny Ive doing some stuff with them now. And of course, he used to work at Apple in a previous life. Those are the two big tech stories this week that I'm really interested in. The other one that we're seeing continue to play out is Pixelate Pro reviews. I'm wrapping up mine right now. I'm very, very impressed with a lot of the AI software on it and the camera. Let us know what you want to hear about next week on the Digital Dive. We're always open to any and all feedback. Thank you so much for Ideal Constantine for the intro and outro music. Thank you to you for being here and spending your Monday morning with us. We will see you the week after next, and I hope you have an incredible day. Bye.